Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. So we pop back up onto your feed with a brand new episode after missing many weeks, which I promised I wouldn't miss any more weeks. And I want to tell you that it was something like work got in the way or perhaps uh, you know, something, something better than that, something not so heavy. But sadly, my dad ended up back in the ICU and he's been there now for a couple of weeks and uh, prior to him landing back in the hospital uh, we as a family were working on getting him integrated back home and uh, you know between going to the hospital and then going back to work after you sort of get out of the hospital habit and then going back into family trying to cover and juggle work and everything else I just stepped away from the show and since I've been doing the show now by myself for a long time, I don't have anybody else I can really lean on. So if I'm down, the show's down. But we're back, and this week we're going to have a very fun show. Now, we teased this show a long time ago, about seven months ago, I think, where I said, you know, how would you like to learn about comic books I found a really cool one, and I know a guy that published it himself. So today I'm joined by Stephen Vold. Thank you, James. I'm happy to be here. And we're happy to have you. I needed help this week. As you can see, I've got a bad tail. I'm going to do whatever I can to pull you out of this slump and hopefully hit a home run tonight. You're, you're helping out big time, and I'm glad you can make Why didn't you make it last time? That one, we lost a very special friend of mine named Samson, my best friend, Ten-year-old uh, German Shepherd. Oh, God! Yep, that's a great excuse. <laughs> I think that one worked. That's a great excuse. I, I did a whole show when I lost my dog Maggie. I was they came to the house to put her down. I was just a a, a mess. That's a mess. Yeah, I almost missed this one because of that. Still, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I'm ready to move on. But it's 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 a kid. I don't know if you don't have kids. That's your kid. Yeah, I've seen those stickers where they say my kids have paws. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I mean, they are, uh, they're your light when you get home. Nobody is happier to see you than your dog. Yeah. And I must love my dog because she's got me for like 15000 in house damages and doctor's appointments and oh, yeah. just misery. Did, did, uh, he was a $7 million dog, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, when I went, so I, when, when we lost Maggie, uh, my wife didn't want to, my wife doll, she didn't want to replace the dog right away. She wanted to like go through this deliberate mourning period. And I found this impossibly sad. So I wanted to get a dog as quickly as possible. Do you follow this or did you deliberately? Those six days without a dog were like the longest six days, the hardest six days of my life. You know, I, I, I have to have a dog. That's just who I am. Right. Yeah. Now, did you find that buying a new dog diminished at all the loss of the old dog? I did. I felt great. Uh, I remember taking him for a walk and just holding my head up high and stuff like that and being like, God, it feels good to do that again. Um, yeah, it did. It did. Sadly, <laughs> it really does. 
Okay. I found myself excited about the new dog, but even today, I mean, if you, God, do I have my keys on me? I don't know if I have my keys on me. I'll show you. Like, I'm so attached that I still have my dog's name tag on my keys. I just, I miss them. Yeah. We were, you know, it's, it's weird to raise something where you take them from a baby all the way till, you know, like the finality of their life. As a parent with children, hopefully you don't have to do that. In fact, it's the worst thing you can imagine. But as a pet owner, you're going to see it. You're going to, well, hopefully. <laughs> every, <laughs> like every 10 years, you know, it's, it's, yeah. 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 I just, and of course I went and bought my dog. What, what did you replace? Uh, uh, replace. Uh, <laughs> I you know what went I mean. with the uh, adoption route and went with a foster dog, um, a mix of all breeds. He's mainly St. Bernard and Pointer and Akita. I don't even know what that orgy looks like. Oh, uh, yeah. It, I looked at him and the funniest looking dog I've ever seen. And so you're fostering him. So you're going to freely give him away when a family comes by? Yeah, if they're the right ones, I get a big say in it, so I get to choose his destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you'll get a new dog, and you're okay with that. I'll just keep the cycle going. Um, always foster <coughs> green. Excuse me. And never, I don't think I'll ever like just say, okay, I'm taking this one. But I'll probably have ten permanent dogs next year at this time, so we'll see what happens. Do you do you live in an apartment or a house? I bought a house in Richfield ten years ago. Well, that's good because no apartment's going to do the ten dogs. My sister pulled off four in a house with a backyard smaller than, I don't know, this, about the size of this table, pretty much. So, well, let's just get into it. So my, my dad's sick. Yeah. And lifers know my pops is sick. He's 75. He's had just about everything happen to him. And now he's trying to fight off an infection. And I basically spent Father's Day talking to my dad about everything that had happened while he's been unconscious for the last 10 days. And, you know, obviously he's not talking back. He's on a ventilator. And this was the first Father's Day that I brought my dad presents and opened the presents for him and told him what presents I got them with very little reaction. If, you know, I couldn't even tell if he could hear me or not. And then, like I said, droned on about events for 45 minutes and then I had to go because they had to do something with him. And the nurse just looked at me and said, you're really good. And I thought, uh, what am I really good at? She goes, I don't think I could talk to anybody that long with no response. <laughs> and uh, I, that kind of made me sad. I'm like, well, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. It's like, I guess there's nothing good you can say to somebody who's experiencing that type, that type of thing. I would just, you know... Um maybe smile and nod or something in that situation. Yeah. Not, yeah. I wouldn't say anything either. Not compliment you on your right. uh, exchange oh, yeah. between you and the sick. Mm-hmm. So my, my father's day wasn't great. I did though the Thursday before the weekend started, I went and saw the Incredibles too. And, and I looked at you and I'm like, Hey, did you go check out the Incredibles? And your response was, I don't watch that type of movie. What does that mean? After I got a touch or a taste of uh, rated R, it's kind of driven me only or to go that direction. I I don't know. I cute fun stuff just doesn't work for me. Uh, for some reason, I do like the TV show The Office and Parks and Recreation. That for, okay, that's my normal got, I'm part. I'm on board with All you. Right. I'm on board. <laughs> but movies, no, I and, can't do a movie. And your dog person, I'm on board. 
And then all of a sudden we go fucking dark. We're like, you know what? Happiness, wholesome, fuck it. Right. I want a beginning to end story. I don't want to sit there and see like the cute, cuddly stuff that makes me smile. I want, uh, yeah, I want to be shocked usually or offended. Something that leaves me with an emotion. And and Pixar, granted, Pixar is family saturated and homogenized and softened. I'll give you that. But it's The Incredibles. It's 14 years from Incredibles to Incredibles 2. 14 years ago, you did not watch The Incredibles? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. How is that possible? 14 years ago. 14 years ago. 26. You're just, you were just a kid. Yeah. You know, um, I was probably playing World of Warcraft. I, that's honest answer right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I missed out on years of my life because of that game. And you know that that the game never went anywhere. It's still going. And, but you never go anywhere. I know. It, it's like you're in the same room doing the same shit for 14 years, and they give you a different color right staff oh. with 10 more hit points, and all of a sudden, Jesus, the, the yeah. message boards light up, and you you, you missed. Uh, the I missed a lot of that. life. Well, for those of you that are <laughs> incredible fans, I can tell you most of you went out and saw it. Did 180 million. It's the eighth highest domestic opening of any motion picture in history. It's the number one opening for an animated feature. It's killing it. And it should. It was... All right, so I'm hard on movies. I love movies. I'll, if you introduce me to a movie I haven't seen, like you have, uh, yep. you have today, while we were talking about Incredibles 2, he's like, oh, yeah, I saw a movie over the weekend. I saw The Wailing. I'm like, the wailing. What's the wailing? What is the wailing? It's the opposite of Incredibles 2. It's, it very uh, much. It does have, like, good and dark forces involved in it, and um, it is a dark movie. I don't want to... I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but I went into it with low expectations, and... Um, what kind of movie is this? I would say it's a possession movie. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what kind of movie it was. Uh, it, it's... It, it's a twist, lots of twists in it. Maybe no definitive answer at the end. Like it can be open to interpretation. Hate it. Yeah. Hate it. You it, lost me when I looked it up and it said Japanese Korean. And usually what that means to me is speed reading without ever taking in any of the art of the picture. I'm just looking at the bottom to try to read the subtitles. Is it subtitled? It's subtitles. It's subtitled. Are there a lot of scenes that don't require language, so Absolutely. I can actually watch oh, yeah. the movie and not, you know, try to read? I'm at the, I'm in the same boat as you. I I like the crappy dubbed over English, you know, any day over having to read, having to pain myself with that. But it is a pain. It is, especially if they do it too fast. And generally, in in those languages that are very uh, very traditional, that don't have a lot of slang, they're very deliberate. Uh, Japanese, Korean, uh, Spanish. There isn't uh, a great deal of creativity to how they how they express themselves. So when it's subtitled, it's bam, 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 and then they go right to the next three sentences before you're even able to read all that was going on in it. Frustrating. Not heavily dialogued at all. Um, visually amazing. Most scenes are. I, I'm a visual guy with movies, big time. And this one, the, uh, like, there's this uh, exorcism scene that just keeps replaying through my head it was like nothing i've ever seen there's something wrong with you (laughs) i'm sorry 
I mean, a Pixar movie is known for amazing visuals. Yeah. Nothing out of that. Yeah, I'm a visual guy. All right, Pixar's awesome. Nope, too happy. Give Did blood. see this possession scene, though. It was upsetting. <laughs> Actually, it's kept me up at night. Loved it. Yeah, you're missing a bolt or two. I'll, I'll get to the Pixar. I mean, it's like most things, you know, you burn through. Like music, that changes over time for me. I like bouncing around to different genres and... I haven't done the Pixar one yet, so... Half of Pixar's shit. I mean, right out of the gate, it's shit. Yeah. I, it's great for kids. I thought Frozen was awful. I hate any movie where they sing a bunch. Do not sing to me. Some, I, I don't decide Same on, boat. I don't know if it was my, my mom used to try to wake us up in a good mood, and she would wake you up singing, and it always upset me. Like, it put me immediately in a bad mood. Gotta wake up, go to school. Yep, you traumatized me with your right. words. Right, right. She would say, oh, great, I'm being blamed for something else. But honestly, I think the reason I hate musicals is my mom singing to me in the morning. And that, that'll rub out quite a few Disney movies because, you know, Disney bought Pixar. Uh, but The Incredibles is all straight comic book, you know, heroes and what was kind of, I don't know. I've, I've been hard on uh, the PC culture we're in. I'm not for it. You know, we're just way too sensitive right now. And e- everybody's got a seat at the table. While, while in, in between my absence, for instance, I'll, I'll get back to the Incredibles. But so my wife and I, my dad came out of the hospital. And it happened to coincide nicely with a weekend trip my wife and I were taking with our couple friends. We went on a, a trip with uh, the deputy who's been on the show before. Um his girlfriend and my wife, Doll, went to Seattle. I'll probably talk about Seattle another time. There's, just, there's not enough time to talk about everything. The point of the story is, though, we go to Starbucks corporate office. You should Google it. It looks very much like the Church of Scientology. I mean, it's... I, I would argue that if they do a Church of Scientology movie, they will use the Starbucks corporate headquarters as the building. Okay. But they have a store in the basement of it called Starbucks Reserve. And this is where they test out all of their stuff, you know, nitrogen brewed coffee and, and you get a special little card that says you you selected brew 151 and you know, we use the weight of seven elephants slowly lowered on a conveyor belt to deliver the most exquisite coffee to you and, and it'll be $25 for f- 6 ounces. We were in that and my wife was loving it. You know, she's just every star. She's like a disciple, a Starbucks disciple. Sure, cult. But when you go to the bathroom, there's no men's or women's. It just says bathroom. So I was thinking, man, you know, this is kind of a big place to just have like the one bathroom. So I open the door and there's chicks in the bathroom, like washing their hands and so on and so forth. Dudes too. But I didn't see the dudes right away. So, of course, my first reaction was I opened the door. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> shut the door. Looking around for the right bathroom. Okay. Uh, I was just kind of standing out there. I was going to ask somebody, but I'm feeling kind of stupid. And it turns out that you walk into the bathroom area and there's just a bunch of closets that are toilets. Men and women can freely walk into whatever stall they want to and it shuts. Wow. But the area is communal. I wasn't ready for that. And it, I feel like it, the design 
It's new. It felt new. It smelled like a new bathroom. And that uh, we're not going to gender identify anymore with our bathrooms, apparently. That's new for me. It sounds uncomfortable if you're not like a willing participant. Yeah. There's a certain level of gross, I think, that girls are comfortable with, with That's other exactly. girls. Guys can withstand anything. And, and boys are like, you know, well, you know, that's gross or whatever. But I'm not ready for girl gross because I've not been exposed to that. So when I was in the bathroom, I looked over and there's like a sanitary napkin holder, right? And like, like a, it wasn't, I didn't, I, didn't, I mean, I, I, I knew they existed, right? But I've never had to, I don't know, it, it would, to girls, this sounds really awful, right? But, Boys aren't exposed to that. We're not exposed to any odor or string or sight or it's just not part of it. Well, we had to go through a trough. I mean, that's a level in itself. There's a certain indignity to walking up to an enormous wall and unzipping shoulder to shoulder or worse, either being a young person who's got to pull up to that face and penis range. Right. Right. Or Mm -hmm. or splash range. Splashing. Or being next to a kid trying to go to the bathroom because it just feels, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. just yeah. like, talk about something we should put a stop to. Can't we have a little privacy in between? Does this have to be so educational? Yeah, I don't, I don't go out too often, so I try to avoid these scenarios at all costs. I couldn't <laughs> go to Seattle. I don't leave my house. Right. Yeah, it was a, it was a trip. And I can tell you, buying drugs was not exciting. Were they just pushing you along? No, 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 no. It was, uh, I liken it to being at a card shop. A car shop? Card, like baseball cards, okay. a hobby shop. Sure. You know, you mm-hmm. walk in, there's a bunch of showcases. He starts offering you, you know, if you open this bag, it'll do this and this, and you have a chance of this and that. And if you don't want to smoke this, you can eat that. And it, it's all very, it's all very professional. But at the same time, they only accept cash, just like a baseball card shop. They won't accept cash or charge, so you don't cancel it if you get chip, chip packs. And uh, you leave with some pretty potent stuff that you're not really equipped to deal with, and they send you on your way. It's cheaper. It's far cheaper than I thought it would be. You know, I was, I was prepared for hundreds and hundreds of dollars and not at all. So I thought I would... Uh, are, are, are Do you partake in, in any of those fun extracurricular things? No. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I okay. do. Sure. So, so if you're not from a legalized city, you've been eating, uh, if you get your hands on anything that's uh, 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 a baked good or an edible, as they call them, you probably either get something that's just way too strong, Absolutely. you eat it, and you're immediately sleeping. Yeah, it's Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bravo. Yes. Or nothing. Right? There's nothing. Yeah, there's not good balance around here. So when you go to something where they're like, all right, you're gonna you're gonna eat this square, it's gonna be ten milligrams and it's gonna kick in, in about forty five minutes. You throw cush in the wind because you don't know what ten milligrams means. So you're like, all right, well, I'll eat a couple of those. I kinda do. Oh, you what, do? Yeah. I know what a gram is, so then ten milligrams would be significantly smaller. So I'd be like, Yeah, I should be able to. Oh, this is 10 milligrams of THC okay. potent, not not weight of weed, but 10 milligrams of pure THC. 
I don't know what that and means. And it's in a little right. Me either. I'm like ten, and and you look at it, and it just looks like a square. It's yep. like a one by one square. It's individually packaged. You're like, I'll eat two of them. Sure. Everybody else in the group got like a two point five, and then we had one person in the group that couldn't partake because they get drug tested all the time, so that wasn't a possibility. And I was like, no problem. What's the plan? They're like, all right, well, we're gonna go uh, to an arcade. I'm like, all right, I could be fucked up in an arcade, right? A lot of one-on-one time. I don't have to talk to anybody if I'm too wasted. This is great. So I eat two. Everybody else has their little uh, portions, you know, walking out the door, feeling good. I'm like, I got time. We take an Uber, nothing. We go into a sandwich shop. I'm talking to this guy, and it's one of these little bohemian, you know, owner-operated hipster establishments where – they're selling me a boar sandwich, and the boar was sourced somewhere on the western seaboard, and it was humanely dispatched, and they only took what they needed and used the rest. And, you know, the whole fucking story, I just want a sandwich. And so he does that, and it's kind of starting to kick in, and I'm like, well, you know, whatever. It's whatever. I want to just try to eat, but, you know, I don't want to get sick or whatever. I don't know what to anticipate. And I couldn't tell uh, when you when you take an edible or, or when you – it's different than getting drunk because when you get drunk, you are it's like you're you're building a brick wall. You're very aware of how many bricks you've placed on the wall, and you know when you've put too big a brick on the wall. Like you know if you just did a few shots, things are gonna get weird. Right? Oh yeah. And if you are taking bong hits of weed, you're like, Okay, this is gonna get aggressive fast. I'm gonna be eating Doritos and barely communicating in no time. When you when you eat edibles though, it's different. You don't know how it's going to oh, impact they you. Sneak up, right? Don't, <laughs> allegedly, and uh, so and and, and then and then the, the, when the guy so you could buy a couple of different kinds, right? So I'm sitting and talking to Mister Educated, and like all stoners, right? He has way too much information about what I'm buying. I'm like, all right, well, I'll take a couple of edibles. Well, would you like one that's high in CBDs? Would you like one that's an oil-based THC? Or would you like this? This one's an alcohol-based. So it's going to hit you a lot faster. It's going to be a lot stronger, but it's going to be very clean. But you're going to be fucked up. I'm like, all right, I'll take that one. Very fast, very clean, because I feel controlled. Like if I didn't like it, I'd just put up with it for like an hour and it'd be over with. Uh, he didn't He didn't go fur- further enough. I didn't get a, a coffee card with that one. So I've ordered the sandwich. And before the sandwich is coming, I look at everybody. I'm like, you know, I'm not really that hungry. And my wife and the couple we're with are starting to interpret my mood as a bad mood. Not that I'm wasted, but that I'm just simply in a bad mood, which couldn't be further from the truth. I'm actually stepping back from my consciousness a little bit, and my body's in autopilot. I'm starting to look around the room like, okay, something's different. And... uh I, you know, I ate a little bit of the sandwich, couldn't tell you what it tasted like. I, you know, I remember thinking too much about eating and I was worried that I was going to bite my own tongue. So then I was like, okay, I must be pretty wasted by now. (laughs) And uh, we decide that we're going to walk around. And as we're walking around, I noticed that all of the crosswalks are painted in rainbows. And I was like, I kept saying stuff to him. I'm like, why are there so many rainbows? I mean, do they just let people that live in Did that store just right. get to paint this in there? They wouldn't let us do that in Minneapolis. You can't just fucking paint crosswalks. And we arrive at this bar, and I go downstairs, and the arcade's a little dated, right? It's a lot of pinball machines. There's barely a Pac-Man machine in there. There's 
one semi contemporary game and I kind of, and we, we had to go down to the basement. I'm looking around the basement. There's a lot of girls and there's a, uh, there's like numbers on tables. Like if you were going to like a dating bar where you could call tape, it sort of looked like that. The arcade couldn't have been, let's just say, let's go crazy and say there were 12 machines that made up the arcade. One game of pinball was three quarters. You know, they're overcharging. They're old, they're old machines. They did have medieval madness, but by this time I'm too wasted, man. I can't play pinball. And I wasn't freaking out. But I was too drunk to want to participate in shit. And when you when you eat rather than smoke, you like want to go outside. You know, you're like all of a sudden you're like, I need to be outside and I want to be druid. in the basement. <laughs> I must journey. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I tried to play a video game or two. I know it was bad because you know I instantly lost my money. And I went to the bar, and there was this really mean bartender who kept you know mean mugging me. And I started looking at the dream menu, the drink menu, and, I, and it started to dawn on me that we were definitely in a gay bar. And that, that doesn't bother me, right? But it does bother me when I'm super fucked up and I want to be outside. Awkward place yeah. to be. And the female bartender is obviously giving my wife a lot of attention, and I'm just an obstacle. So I say to the group, well, uh, I want to go, and you guys can stay here, but I need to go for a walk. Which was met with, okay, well, he's in a bad mood. I'm not telling anybody that I'm really trashed at this point. So, uh, well, okay, I'm going to order this last drink, blah, 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 blah. And uh, you know, if you ever found yourself in a situation, you know, where the rest of the group's just not vibing you. You got to branch off. It's, it's, it's needed, right? Yeah, it's a necessary gotta, thing. You got to separate yourself. And uh, the, the, the one guy that's with us who's not partaking at all... Um, He's kind of irritated to be in here, too. You know, he's bored. We're on vacation. Nobody wants to sit here. And my wife and his girlfriend, they're having a great time. You know, they're, you know, love to people watch and they're in foo-foo drinks. And, and you know, they're barely feeling anything. And I'm really trashed at this point. I'm starting to feel like uh, a, a, a little person operating the robot known as my body. I'm getting really waxed by now. We're only about... 20 minutes in or 20 minutes into the me first feeling it. And so uh, I, I'm able through my bad mood to, to get everybody motivated enough. And they're like, all right, well, we want to go get ice cream. And there's this store there that sells ice cream, but it's based on mixing actual pe- like actual leaves of lavender, uh, dandelions, right? Fucking gross. I wasn't into it. And Seattle has so many bums that you can't just freely use the bathroom. I want to use the bathroom and the, the store's got probably a hundred people in line and it's snaking through there. And I go to the door, right? And I've forgotten that I can't just freely use the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm like embarrassing myself trying to get into the bathroom before someone yells over to me, I think it's locked. God, fuck it. I walk out of the restaurant and for about the next solid hour of them standing in line i am forced to stand on the street gone just way too stoned and uh, i don't think i come to we end up in a cab ride we do quite a bit of walking but i'm pretty sure i don't come to until about let's see i, I took these at about let's say 11 i don't think i come to until about 5 36 there's no bathroom break between there? No. No. 
I couldn't do it. I had embarrassed Stage myself. Fright, yeah. So now, so now I, uh, uh, you know, and then the, the group now thinks I'm in a bad mood, but I'm not. And I'm starting to tell them we actually end up taking a ferry over to this other island. And it's on the ferry that I'm telling them, okay, That's I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, oh, we just thought you were in a really bad mood. No, no, no. What is wrong with you guys? I was clearly trying to communicate. I was giving you all the social cues that we need to go on an adventure here. And you guys wanted to fucking buy ice cream and hang out in a gay bar. I was way too wasted for that. Anyway, that was my, that was my, that my first legal okay. marijuana experience. I, I encourage you to. I, I didn't sell it, did I? You need practice. I uh, do. You need to do about 10 more of those. And then, you know, go to different states, Colorado, California, and then kind of fine tune your progress and see how it goes after that. But yeah, that's a good one. That's a good first start. Uh, Can totally feel that. I would hate being around a bunch of people on, you know, eating an edible. That's intense. That's like (laughs) mushrooms. It's It was. Yeah. No, it's not fun. It was great fun, but was not. It? it was great fun in a terrifying manner, like watching a horror movie, because you you just kind of see how much you can take mm-hmm. before you crack. It's not much. <laughs> no, uh, I obviously became quite quiet. You know, he's in a bad mood. Yeah. It's like no, I'm really yeah. fucked up, I'm and for whatever reason, <laughs> yeah, things are not well. I think you could make a fortune being some sort of a high spirit guide. Like, okay, everybody, drop now. Get on the bus, and we're gonna take you on an adventure. You know, that sounds a very fun. controlled thing. You're like, all right, great. You know, I'm around, I'm in a safe, safe group. You know that bus would tip over like two minutes after we got on it or something. You know, it, it would turn into be a tragic. Some sort of a Simpson or a Family Guy episode Anything, where yeah. everyone leaves screaming and right. everything's on fire. We're on fire. Yeah, it was it was something. How did I how did I segue from Incredibles to that? Do I come back to him? I told him I'd come back to the Incredibles. Well, I think that'd be a, a good move. You know, you you do your little edible thing, and then when you're walking around, you end up in a theater watching Incredibles. That might be enjoyable for even someone as corrupt as me. Like, like that's what you're suggesting. Like, if you're going to go see a Pixar <laughs> movie, I recommend Edibles. That that's, will make it tolerable. That's my endorsement. Well, I left the movie, and I thought that, uh, oh God, this is a terrible segue. But I have. To, I told him I'd come back to it. I saw The Incredibles 2. I was not disappointed. Um, oh, I know, because I went to the bathroom. Remember, I was talking about the bathroom and how it, it was open. was open. Right. Well, in this movie, they've they've taken and they've reversed the gender roles. So now the mom is is earning money doing her superhero thing, and the dad is at home taking kids, and they're both experiencing how difficult the other's role is. And we kind of kind of go down that road. And it didn't bother me. I couldn't help but be aware of it. The plot revealed itself to me relatively quickly, but it was well done. I, I, I told people that asked me how I liked it. I said, you know, I liked it. It might actually become some people's favorite movie they've ever seen. And, you know, I think the majority of people will see it and they'll at least like it. So if you're uh, teetering on whether or not to see it, I would, I would say go. I would say go. Especially if you're a comic book fan. You're a comic. Well, are you a comic book fan? I was a huge comic book fan, like the '90s, early 2000s, and then just kind of faded away over time. But was it Spawn that killed it? I loved Spawn. I love Spawn too. Yeah, uh, they're still going with Spawn. I know. I got see that. I got the statue right behind you on my little okay. shrine. There yeah. it is. Yep. Yeah, number one. 
What killed it? I don't know. Maybe movies coming out. I like the movies more than the issues. I don't know what's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Everything, but I do really like movies. Yeah, yeah. I just, the comic books, you make comic books. (laughs) I have them on my arm. You got Spider-Man and your beast fucking tattooed on your arm. (laughs) I love comic books. I do, I do. But it just, today's world, it's movies. It really is. You know, you can you can have a comic book and uh, make a cool product or whatever, but it's got to be on the big screen to have an impact in this world. I don't know many. You comic. are a weird guy, aren't you, oh. Stephen? You're a weird guy. Keep it weird. Yeah. It's also tattooed on him. <laughs> just, What's next? I don't know, but I feel like whatever I say next, this it's is gonna a weird be tattooed experience. It's going to be like garbage day Monday. <laughs> like what the fuck? Ah, uh, okay. All right, we're going to get to your comic books. But I, I, you said something to me earlier when we were talking about dogs yep. that piqued my interest. You said that you went to Costa Rica to a dog refuge? Yes. So last year in April, I went to Costa Rica, and uh, I've had this lovely on-and-off romantic relationship with a Tika from Costa Rica. That means female Costa Rican. Um, I went and stayed with her and her family for a week, and then this place is uh, probably about an hour away from where they live and it's a sanctuary for dogs because i don't know if you're familiar with costa rica but they don't really have any rules on um i don't know there's no pounds you know it's just stray dogs like a lot of countries outside of the u.s there's stray dogs everywhere and uh there's no animal control and it's a pretty sad sight once you see it up close and personal so I went there, and my company is pretty cool. They let us do a um, – they'll give me $1,000 if I do a speech about my charity of choice. So you have to go up in front of 400 people and then talk about it. That was pretty intense. That is intense. That was. That I was, get a little bit of stage fright talking in front of people. Oh, yeah. I, I had it mastered, and then I was completely blank when I went up for the speech. All of a sudden, you heard the rumblings go to dead silent. And, okay, talk. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't crush it, but I got through it. But yeah, they gave me a thousand bucks. I brought it there, had a picture taken with the the operators, and um, I mean, it it's beautiful, but it's also sad because pretty much every dog's like crippled because they all get hit by cars, and mm. you know, it's um, but man, they have nothing that they really have nothing. What's the name of the charity in Costa Rica? Territorial de Zaguates, Land of the Mutts. So if I got on Google and Googled Land of the Mutts, this would come up. Yeah, it's they have over 100,000 followers on Facebook. It's oh, okay. it's turning so. into a legitimate cause now. Uh, when I went there, they kind of were like a fly-by-night operation. You know, it was the wife, husband, and then a couple volunteers, and then... Um, then the government of Costa Rica came down on them and said, no, you need to do it like this. Otherwise, we're going to shut it down. So they've really ramped up their game and completely remodeled the Costa Rica has a government? I never felt like they did. I just felt like drug lords ran the whole place. Drug you know, lords and realtors. They have a, uh, a female president. I forget her name, but she's supposed to be pretty good. And um, I, I think the country's looking much better each year I go there. You still go? Oh, yeah. I have a couple of questions. Yeah. All right. So you had a girl. Uh, you have a long distance girlfriend. Yes. Do you still have a long distance girlfriend? Nope. No. No. <laughs> this one's been over for about a year. How long did this girlfriend last? On and off since I was 33. So that's seven years. 
seven years. So was this a girlfriend like uh, working girl girlfriend that you had? Like a perf- like she was a pro that you could go visit in Costa Rica. She was she she <laughs> has a master's degree. She was uh, she was a really smart girl. And um, so I was picturing a prostitute you visited that you called your girlfriend in Costa Rica. If I would have met her, there probably would have been that. Okay, so this was an educated girl with a master's degree, and she wanted to have a long distance relationship with you in Minnesota. How smart was this girl? Did you see the degree? She wanted to eventually live in the U.S. Okay, that was the plan. Okay, so you were, and so we could consider her. You may be green, green card based. Oh yeah, I'm okay. total green card, and you were good with that. Yep. Did did you outkick your coverage? No, I don't think so. I mean, there were so many factors. Like, she's fairly normal, and I'm completely opposite. So right. that kind of played a part in the relationship, amongst uh, other things. You know, um. I don't know. I still love her. Like she's. Would you approach that girl in Minnesota? Would would and when I said, did you outkick your coverage? Did you mm. feel like she was out of your league here? Oh yeah, I, I've never approached a girl in Minnesota. But you freely do it in Costa Rica. It's a digital thing. It's a digital world. Okay, like, I can do it on Tinder. I, I pictured you walking up to her with a fifty. Oh no, no, <laughs> this was all done online prior to meeting so this was a sober hookup it was okay all right through yep. uh, through cyberspace craigslist craig craigslist craigs costa rica craigslist you are digging now you're like i'm gonna find a chick in costa i don't know how did you how did you even end up doing that i went on craigslist i wanted to go to costa rica for a long time so then okay. i'm like well it'd be cool if i could meet you know a couple of girls while i'm here or something and then uh i put an ad on there a lot of transvestites live in Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous ones, too. Let's oh. make sure that's clear. But um, <laughs> like that helps. It's the most liberal Spanish country, I believe, out of all of them. Meaning less Catholic. Oh, it is really Catholic, but it's still it's fairly liberal for Catholic. Like, like the prostitution is legal there, right? Um, I think I don't. I drinking age it's probably like 18 i don't know if you can smoke marijuana legally but i don't think they enforce it too hard um yeah it was it's a a great place to visit yeah that's what you're saying go there sometime so you get on craigslist and you post an ad that says what uh what it said something about like a american coming to costa rica looking for a tour guide or something along those lines did you google translate or are you fluent in spanish I'm not fluent in Spanish, but I did do both Spanish and English. Okay. Yep. And I can speak a little bit of Spanish, not as good as I used to. All right. I'm not going to test you. Keep okay. going. All right. So then I uh, put the ad on there. And like I said, uh, there are a lot of transvestites in Costa Rica. So, so there were some strikes. I had an overwhelming number of responses. It was awesome. One of the coolest moments of my life. So you're a good-looking guy, and you go down to Costa Rica, and you're... You know, you're clearly not a schlub. You're not a, you, you, it's not like you're going to go down there and strike out. So what, why, why did you want to do the ad? Were you wanting to get the most out of the trip or? I've always been intrigued by, I guess, senoritas, you Hot know. Hot Latin women. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel I like that's universal. It is. It I probably like is for universal. most people. So then I just thought, well, if I'm going to this awesome country, why don't I try to, do, you know, meet some of the women here? sounds like you're just really fucking smart. I played 
every card right for that one. I don't know. I planned. I didn't just it's really smart. I you know I've I've gone a lot of places and I've never thought to myself I should predate. That's really smart. Saved a lot of time. You did. You did, and you got through a lot of the busyness, just walking around with your phone. Yeah, this is seven years ago, so you're some kind of genius. I, I've not heard any of my buddies say this. What are you about your buddies? Were they like this is incredible? Are they all married and they kind of came? Yeah, down they all hate it? me. You know, right? Don't jealous. Yep, you're gonna get a disease. Yeah, no. Uh, some of them thought it was pretty neat, especially the married guys that uh, hated their relationships. <laughs> Especially the mar- how many of your buddies that are married were married when uh, are still in their first marriages? Oh, um, there's a few of them actually. Th- I half. So out of how many? How, how many of your close friends? So what do you got? Five close friends? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say none of them are really married. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd say three of us aren't married. Are never been married. married. Okay. Um, two of them are still married from their first. Still marriage. married. Yeah. Are they happily married? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say they're pretty happy. Like, they seem okay. to love their family. I don't know if they're, like, sending roses to their wives every night, but... Well, you know, you're, that gets old anyway. You got you to gotta mix it up so they don't expect it. But that is a genius move. Seeding. You're literally seeding all these places before you go, and then you've got automatic dates while on vacation. It's, it's a genius move. And you were able to spin this into an eight-year relationship? Yeah. Yeah, so I... Was this a, a, a monogamous eight-year relationship? Well, not by choice, but yes. <laughs> it was, okay. Not by choice, but yes. So yeah. how, how, many, how often would you go back to Costa Rica? I would go there once a year. Um, so I've been there three times. She's been here three times. Okay. This is on and off for seven years. God damn. I hope she came for like more than a weekend. Usually a week, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah. You'd have to make the most of that week. <laughs> it's like anything, man. It's I don't know. It was fun, so then it ended. It does. Yep. Are the fun we, always ends. Are we still exploring Costa Rica for uh, I'm gonna go back. Are you? Yeah. yeah are you? Yeah. And have we been using Craigslist in Costa Rica? I've moved on from Craigslist. Uh no, I'll go stay with the family again if they'll have me. All right, so you'll go stay with her family? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah. We're what good if, friends. What if you have to meet her new dude? Well, that will be awkward, and hopefully, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think she'd do that. I don't think she'd be like, here, my boyfriend's going to be staying over this weekend or whatever while you're here. so weird. I know. You're so weird. And then you save dogs at the same time. So you go to, you go to Costa Rica <laughs> to meet a chick yeah. that you properly, like literally set up the bowling pins to go down and have the best time you can have. And then you found your way an hour out of town to save dogs, which you donated money to. You're a weird guy. The donating thing didn't happen until last year. So I was going, I didn't even know about that place until about a year and a half ago. Okay, so you'd been there a few times before you heard about yep. it. Yep. And again, it's called what? Territorial de Zaguates. And for people that aren't going to remember that? Land of the Mutts. Land of the Mutts. Yep, Costa Rica, okay. Land of the Mutts. All right, Zombie BC okay. is your comic book. And I've read it. There's three issues, and I've read it. Do you want to give listeners, I don't know, what would it be, a, pre- a preface? Do you want to preface it? They can hear everything, you know, <clears throat> uh, even the ideas for the finale on the fourth one if they want but well we want them to read it so okay. you know yeah um i can 
the gist is like a zombie outbreak that takes place in prehistoric era, and then it transfers to modern times, shown through the eyes of a fleece dog. And uh, in volume two, yeah. yep, in volume two, it's in present time, and then Zombie BC issue three. The good, the bad, and the hungry is kind of like a Mad Max setting where it's the 30 little years in the future. Thirty right? years, yep. The little girl from issue two, she's all grown up and she's in like a biker gang and surviving in a post-apocalypse with the zombies. And um, that one's a little weird. Like the first two, pretty normal. Third one, a lot of Pulp Fiction was running through my head. I don't know. It took three years to make. And uh, that was due to lead artist uh, or artist Stephen Williams wasn't um, able to dedicate full time to this issue because he had to work at CVS Pharmacy as like an overnight clerk in the Bronx, New York. You have to suffer to create good art. It's just the way that it is. He suffered. I mean, the Bronx, New York overnights. No. That's probably creating some content for him. Yep. Now take me back. You're sitting around. How old are you when this when you had the idea for this book? I guess I was in twenty five. Twenty five. So we're Walking Dead's out in trade stores, but it's not out yet Good on memory. television. Right. Yeah. 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 Twenty four. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. When I was twenty four, it came out in two thousand four, I believe. Okay. That had a little bit to do with it. A movie called Quest for Fire. Great movie. Good. Very I love. Good. Yeah, I do too. Fire. I love it. Um, it's no different. dialogue. It's it's perfect. It's all grunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. That's uh, uh, what's her face? That's her. Ray Dong Chong. Yeah, Ray Dong Chong. Yep. That's her big big break. Ron Perlman's best role yet. She's naked through the whole thing. Yes, she is. It's a yeah. crazy movie. It is. It is. It's what? Uh, it's got to be creeping up on its thirty fifth anniversary. <laughs> that was early eighties. So yeah, it's it's it's. It's a, nah, it's not 40 years old, is it? Quest for Fire is taken from a Neanderthal perspective where they're literally trying to find fire. And they take you through a... What would you call it? A, well, it's four different continents where it's filmed, but it's supposed to be just them traveling their... One journey. One journey, right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's got woolly mammoths in it. It's got saber tooths. Um, well, and they they're going and they're you're meeting all these different tribes and how different they are and how different they see the world and and it's beautiful too visually. Yeah, it's, it's it is. fantastic. Mm-hmm. I have not seen the film updated yet to today's tech, but when I saw it, you know, like I think the last time I saw it was on VHS. I haven't seen it on Laserdisc or DVD or Me Blu-ray either. yet. It's a great movie though. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting around <laughs> thinking about Quest for Fire. And Walking Dead, and you're like, I know, I want to make a comic book. So in 2004, distribution would still have been through a, a classic distributor. You have no backer, no monetary backer. Are you a good artist? I was a decent one, portrait artist, but not like a comic book artist. Okay, so you have some art skills, and you have an idea for the book. What do we do? If I'm Joe Schmo and I want to make... Uh, Vitamin Water Zero comic book, The Adventures of Rise. Right. What? Uh, sure. What do you do? You get Photoshop because okay. you're going to do it yourself. And then you have an art degree. So you're like, yeah, I can, I can make a comic book. So now uh, you do a page. Well, how about you start with a panel? And that panel that looks like crap took you 24 hours to make from beginning to end. 
and you're not happy with it, but you continue to work on it for a few pages and you dedicate like hundreds of hours and maybe 10 pages later and you're just like, this is awful. They look stiff. Nothing. Um, that's over a course of about a year. So over a year you're working on this and you're looking at your stuff and you're like, this is awful. But yeah. you keep going. Oh, yeah. And what drove you to keep going? You just thought, if I can if I can complete this and I can have a complete story, then I can get the needed assets to make it come to life. thought I had a pretty good idea with the zombies and cavemen. I figured that was the one thing that hasn't been done yet. So I'm going to continue with it and at least try to finish it. Um, so, yeah, this is about another... Oh, I kind of gave up hope for a while, then I'd always come back strong, you know. I bought a Cintiq monitor, if you know what that is, where you can draw right on it. Yeah, they're so, like a grand. Yeah, oh yeah, that was 1700 <clears throat> yeah. 14 years ago or whatever, because that was going to be the uh, the key piece to finishing a comic book. I was like, oh, I can just fix up my art with this thing. Yeah, I loved them. I never could afford them, and I looked at them yearningly, and I always thought I could really be something with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're gonna be Michelangelo the <laughs> right. second that you touch that, but uh, it helped. It didn't. It did help. I always, whenever I touch a, a, a one of those pens to my iPad, it's I still make you know, it's awful. Mm-hmm. You you found success. Better results than Better the previous results. round, but uh, it still wasn't good enough. And then it was another up and down roller coaster then um i've i finally realized you know what i can't draw a comic book form the way i want you know i'm just i don't draw that way i wish i could i tried so i'm gonna hire somebody who can and then at that time i worked like at a sign shop so i was making 10 bucks an hour and just really didn't have any money and i thought uh oh well every artist out there will want to draw this comic book because it's such a cool idea and then uh, I put in some lowball offer on Craigslist for like 20 bucks a page. I got a huge number of hits, too. It was crazy. And the problem is uh, when you pay that little, you know, you're going to get what you pay for. So a lot of people wanted to do it. I had some really cool submissions where I'd ask for like, uh, show, draw me a zombie caveman. And then saw some cool stuff, still have them. And then a lot of people would be like, yeah, I want to do this. And then I'd tell them the story. They'd work on a page. They'd start a panel and be like, whoa, I'm never going to finish this you know because it's a hundred dollars or whatever for 10 pages and uh i couldn't find anybody i i I went through a number of artists i had one guy locally here um he was great really talented just uh another you know standard artist where they're just flaky where they don't get it done and uh you see that time and time again so then you learn your lesson you're like well you're you're not paying anything so um, when I was in my thirties, then I said, okay, I'm going to up my game. And I paid, I think it was a hundred bucks a page. Okay. That's for, reasonable. Yeah. You know, that's it's not that's, great. No, it's not. It's not. Um, I got a, I got a, a huge number of hits. I, I love going on deviantart.com and then posting in the job forum for like a comic book artist. Deviant art. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Stephen. It's one of the most, it, I would say it's the most popular art website in the world. DeviantArt. DeviantArt, yep. Is the most popular art website in the world. I'll stand by that. And if someone in the comments wants to challenge it, I'll be there waiting. DeviantArt, okay. Yep. Okay. You do frequently use Craigslist. From the sounds of it, you're kind of cringy. I don't know if it's creepy, but definitely cringy. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we've we've graduated to DeviantArt at 100 bucks a page. Yep. And we still, we have, but you have book one done. 
just not to the quality you want it done. So I had you, 10 pages of Steve Vold. But isn't it 30? Right. I had 10. Steve you did 10. 10. Right. I wasn't done. I had it up here, what I wanted to happen. So, Steve, that's not enough. How do you... So, but at least you had... You had something to show them in a direction. Mm-hmm. And, but was the entire story written? Did you know what you wanted in the other panels? No. I had a beginning, middle, and an end. And that was... I had the 10 pages drawn up. I had, had nothing for the middle or the end drawn. But I had an idea. So. Okay. So you had some direction. I'm really impressed right now this has gone anywhere. <laughs> I'm looking at three beautifully drawn... Mm-hmm. Uh, by Stephen Williams. He did a fabulous job. Is he still in? He's still there. And does he love it? Does he love what he did? I He he says he's most impressed with issue two. With issue two. Yep. Issue two. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the issues. <laughs> all right. And we're going to come back to making this, okay? Yep. So issue one, he tells you, is the prehistoric where we learn, basically, we see the virus spread for the first time. Yep. And then we see how it gets brought to modern time. Then in modern time, we watch the consequences of some things, and it it does center around a dog, your dog. Yes. Sam, I told you I had some problems it's with your one. book. Yep. Why did you fucking kill Sam? In that world, there's no veterinarians, right? There's There's no euthanized dogs you know you're how does how does a dog like that the whole world it isn't conveyed that the whole world's totally fucked it you just start it feels like you're just it's starting to break down okay so even if it wasn't oh that was you're right it was just breaking down at that point but even if he did go another he dies of old age how is it to die of old age in a world without you a vet? stabbed the dog i did that was trying to defend the people <laughs> and it was your dog he did okay you ever have a German Shepherd? I yeah, my sister has three. They're That's, wonderful. All right. They nothing in life would make them happier than dying for their not good owner. enough. Not that, good that's enough. That's how they want to go. Fucking killed Sam. You did, but you take us through this whole you know Marley and me experience yeah. with Sam, and then you fucking kill Sam. I didn't. I didn't care for it. I know. You, you know, you didn't do that to us in Volume One. My sister put me on hold for a year. Due to that, I'm sure you. Yeah. She did. Yeah, a lot of people. I'm sure did. she did. That's kind of shitty. No vets. No, we were just breaking down. Uh, he could have stepped up and not let his dog get killed. I mean, that the dog was, was enough of a distraction. Yeah, and he was worthless. Oh yeah, he didn't deserve Sam. Day late, dollar short. I didn't. I, that was tough for me. It was, and it brought tears to my eyes. My eyes when I put it together. And the artwork and illustrations in uh, in book two, particularly the shading, his ink work. He does his own ink work as well. He does. He does pencils, inks, colors. Man, he's good. He's, he's good out of enough. this league. Yeah, he's good enough that I would say he's probably impossible to work with. It's tough, <laughs> is it? He's too damn talented <clears throat> to just be like, dude, you. We've had enough, you know. Right. He was very good. Mm-hmm. I hope. He gets, I hope he gets a lot of feedback about it because he did a beautiful job. And the stories that you put together in books one and two, I thought were very good. Yeah. Now we need to talk about volume three. Let's do it. 
but we're not going to right now because I want to. We're going to come back to, to volume three. Okay. We're going to keep them interested. We're just going to give that away right now. Sure. So we've got Stephen in the boat. He's going to. You've got, you've got really nothing to offer him other than uh, let's call it a loose idea of the first book, ten pages. And you find him and you say, I'll give you a hundred bucks a page. Does he slap you? Does he like come through the phone and slap you? It's doggy dog <clears throat> world, man, for an artist. There's no, there's no paying jobs. There's nothing, you know, there, you could be the most talented artist in the world. And then you're going to be begging, you know, begging for money. Yeah. He shouldn't be beg- begging for money. And you did him a, a huge service, in fact, that you got his art out there. So he's lucky because not only is he getting paid, but you're going to promote him. So that's really a big payoff in this. So it's you, that, that's, how you're, that's how you're really getting the, the help. I think that would be an incentive for most artists. Huge. Know? Yeah, that would be the main incentive for me if I was doing the artwork. Well, he's forever left his mark on this planet. That's right. Because you, you know, he's a published artist. That's yep. a big deal. That's a, a big change. He's on board. How long does it take to make the first issue? One year. Steady, solid, no problems. One year, all yeah, the way through. All and the way. 100, about 100 hours per panel? Uh, I'm sorry. For him, he says he can do a page in about... 24 hours beginning to wow. end. Wow. I know. And that, wow. he's fast. Wow. Me, it was about 100 hours for <clears throat> This is Spawn type mm-hmm. right. detail. Yeah, he's, he's a Todd McFarlane type detail in each one of these cells. Now, all right, so we get we get issue one out. How do you get it out to the world? That one, I thought I did it pretty well. I reached out to probably 20 different comic book reviewing sites online. You know, that that was awesome um almost everybody took them great yep and would do a write-up on it that's cool it was really cool so then i never had a twitter account um i i I pushed hard on twitter facebook i did kickstarter which i think would be a little bit more effective now that i have two established or three established products Mm -hmm. uh then i had nothing and i did a kickstarter campaign asking for about five grand oh that was hilarious i just remember put a lot of work into it and then once i hit like the submit button i'm thinking tomorrow i'm gonna be you know rich tomorrow right delusions of grandeur you know beyond control no if you work hard Mm -hmm. working hard you seldomly when you work hard are you not rewarded so you've worked very hard on this yep it's time to be rewarded yep yep here how'd it go quit my job tomorrow but uh i probably had like three people back it the next morning so i was better than nothing that's true Overall, got about a thousand out of five that I asked for, and I'd say half of that was friends and family. So if it was kickstarted, it it, fa- it was a failed start. Yep. Okay. Big so time. that was disappointing, and that was for book one. Yep. And what did we do then? After that, I said I'm going to take a break <clears throat> from Kickstarter, and uh, I'll come back to it, but not for now. So we finished book one in a year. Pace was great. Well, wait a second. You left Kickstarter. I left it, Because yeah. it was a failed start. How was your start? So for those of you that don't know what Kickstarter is, which is probably impossible at this point, it's crowdfunding, which means uh, when you do it through Kickstarter that you show them a product or an idea and you give them certain incentives to donate money to you. Usually a buck, you don't get much. Five bucks, maybe you get your name in the comic book. 25 bucks, you'll get a comic book and maybe a T-shirt 
uh, give a hundred bucks and they'll put your character in the comic book and 500 bucks and, you know, we'll we'll make you the villain or whatever, you know, we'll use your name. And then if you get enough people that uh, want those reward levels for the comic and you reach your goal, well, then it funds. And I think they give you 90% of it and they keep 10 or there's some. I never had to worry about it. (laughs) Kickstarter takes a nice chunk of it. But then you, you, you know, there's no, it's a faith-based deal. They have faith that you will make good on your rewards if they give you money, but there's a risk because it's a startup. And if you don't make it, they could be screwed. So you do yours, advertise it to friends and family, half or more of the money is coming from friends or family and you don't get over the hump. When you do a kickstart and he's, you know, he obviously Steve sees that he didn't reach his goal. When you look back at the campaign, did you have a commercial that told people about it? Yes. You did. I had a promo video uh, with a guy from that I worked with that was a sound guy, and we did a pretty... I did the graphics or, like, the animation, and then he did the audio, and we had a, a little, like, I guess, what would you call it, like a one-minute preview of issue one. Okay. And then I did the standing in front of the camera talking about what it was. So I very thought, cool. Yeah, very yeah. cool. It's on Kickstarter. Scott saw it. He thought it was pretty funny. He thought it was funny, or he thought it was good. I, he said I did everything right, but uh, I looked really young in it. Okay, I looked like I was about twelve. <laughs> Scott can be brutally honest. Lifers know Scott. Scott and Cheese help out on the show. There's a connection there between Scott, Steve, and I. That's how I I met Steve through Scott. Yep. So uh, it fails. And it sounds like you put it together right. I don't think looking young was a disadvantage. I think that in a lot of cases that's an advantage because people want to help out younger people. But you don't make it. You take a break from Kickstarter. Then what do we do? The show goes on. Issue two. Just I don't know. I, I didn't have the highest hopes that I'd even get it. So I kind of went in with low expectations. But after the first night, I knew it wasn't happening. You know, like or day one of Kickstarter where I only had like three hits. It wasn't going to happen. You became bah humbug yep. about it. Yep. Okay. So I just kind of... I, it didn't burn me though. I was still happy to have this a finished product. Okay. You know, um, issue two also flew. Issue two is my favorite. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Um, one year. It took a year, and uh, everything <laughs> worked great. So this whole time, with both these issues, Steve Williams is he's not working full time. He's like working part time <clears throat> jobs sure. or whatever, unemployed, and uh, he had time to dedicate to this. So does he help you uh, market these at all? No. Is there anything that he does? Because he's in New, New York. York, right? He's in the epicenter of comic books. And how come he's not compelled to do this? Is he just embarrassed by it? Or I mean, he could take one afternoon and just walk around with it. He's not a marketing guy. He could help. He could. Mr. Williams, you could help. Your talent deserves it. If I was a fan or whatever, I wouldn't want to see Steve Old. I'd want to see Stephen Williams, you know? I'd want to go to a convention and see this guy, the one that drew it up. I don't agree. Yeah? You're, I don't agree. You're down I, with both? Well, Stan Lee was not a, is not, I should say. He's still with us. Um, he's not an incredibly talented artist. But he was very good at coming up with who we were going to look at and read about. And he made a lot of the rules and a lot of the worlds and... And uh, a creator, I mean, you know, Steve Jobs. Sure. Right? Oftentimes was criticized because he wasn't an engineer. He wasn't a programmer. And he's like, you know, I figure out how to make all you guys play nice and make cool shit. And I don't, you know, I think that that is, 
product being a producer as you are and a creator that's that that takes a lot and listen to all of the things that you're doing to make this more than just a doodle on a on a notebook page you've got what let's be conservative 5000 a book 6000 a book 5000 right on the head that's just for the artwork that's the labor right right but what about uh production <laughs> printing, advertising right? time printing uh, any no, marketing I don't add those t-shirts. numbers up. I'll bet there's another five easily. All right. So somebody's got to bank that, earn that, and then putting that money into play. Uh, working with Williams, working with your 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 printing company, yep. working with the marketing. To pretend that you're not creating this would you're kidding yourself. You're kidding. I love what uh, Stephen Williams has done with the artwork and, and his uh, his ability to bring these pages out. But man, without you, it's it's not even a coffee table book. That's right. Yeah. No, I do. I guess I, I try to pull my weight. Uh, he's he's the talent, and I'm just the persistent, you know, dedication. Um, I'll bet he'd fiercely defend the fact that that's not the case. <laughs> he is very generous. Yeah, I'll bet he would fiercely defend that because there and there's a lot of collaboration. I think on these, especially on the fourth one. Okay, so yep. we're working on number four now. That's right. So number three. Yes, let's do it. I'm bitching a little bit. I'm here. ready. We jump into basically we're a we're a little ways into the comment before you tell us we're thirty years ahead. Okay. Right. There's sure, a, five pages. <laughs> there, there's a female and a child lead, right? Yeah. And we right away run into some pretty sick people. People hunting other people or torturing other people for fun, right? That was a dark moment. <laughs> you were must have recently broken up with your senorita. It or... was shock factor too. Okay. It's like yeah, yeah. It's actually so shocking that I had to keep rereading it because I'm like, is he insinuating what I think he's insinuating? Because <laughs> yes. that's off putting in right. a way, but in another way, it's like okay, let's explore this. And, uh, you know, we kind of trail through the comic book and what was the purpose? What, what, what is the, what was the purpose of the adult female lead in the cow, cowboy book? Yeah. The purpose of her was just that she's grown up from being a little kid in issue two to right. like a straight up survivor in issue three. Right. Who's now helping another little girl her age, right? Well, it's a boy, I think. It's, I mean, I'm we'll sorry, call boy. his name's Bobby, but. Right. Um, yeah, you know, her purpose was, I, I would, I would just like to say that she's a survivor, uh, a female survivor that doesn't get pushed around at all in that issue. She stands strong. She's, she doesn't exactly like crush it, but no one really does. Well, in the comic, we have a confrontation that occurs in a fictitious city, right? Right. And they say, well, there's no fighting in the city. So they send them to like a glorified uh, Thunderdome. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. What do they call it? The lunch pit? Or the, the lunch box. The lunch box. Uh, now there's obstacles in the lunch box, and in terms of like zombies, right? There's zombies on the ground, and then you're fighting. And on then top you're of also like a fighting somebody. Semi trailer, right? Yeah. And we have you know both sides put their champion in. We don't want to give away who wins, but we have a pretty gnarly fight. Five pages. Right. And then our winner's just, he shows up a little bit later and he's doesn't seem like the winner. 
Has he been? Is he essentially chased out of town? There, if you're referring to the one with the mask, yeah, yeah, uh, they get out of town because they got their thing back right. that they wanted, right? And then they had an objective to bring that kid back to his base of operations. So then they're expecting a bounty. Right. Let's fill this thing up and bring it back to our base. Right. So, yeah, he doesn't stand around and collect the fame. No. He doesn't talk. No. So he's. So then who's taking the arrows at the end then? He does. Yes. He does. He does. He does, does the heroic thing. Right. And sacrifices himself. For right. Others, but. We follow him through a vicious fight. It's. You kill all your characters is what I'm arriving at here. Yeah. But not in the first book. The first one might have a sequel. <laughs> the first book. Right. Yeah, I it see what right. you're doing here. Yeah. I see that each one of these books could spin off to be their own books. It's very well thought out. But you fucking killed Sam. Yep. Yep. And then you give us our brave champion who is a cha- he. Who, who, he's got challenges he should not be his name's edge and he should not be even in the ring and he's a badass and you fucking killed him you made the coolest guy in the book right die and then you killed him what is wrong with you that's the world i live in i guess you know i, I everything just, i love dies yeah pretty much it's it's horrific and uh this is how you stay single till 40s you have the attitude that everything dies and fuck it I, I don't know. If I'm that guy, I wanna I wanna go out with a bang. I don't wanna die of old age. I guess I kind of believe that in general. You know, I don't wanna He survives the lunchbox. He did. He did, right? You, you kill him in like three pages. A five page fight, and then you're like, um, I wanna fight to the bitter end. And then mm-hmm. just like you know, and it really wasn't even a grand exit. He's He's attacked from behind. He's not fighting anybody, and you just kill him like garbage. Well, first of all, we don't know that he's dead. True. We can go with that. Okay. I, I tried to leave that open, but I don't know. He I look pretty messed he, up. Yeah, he's not doing great. But if there's could, no vet to help the dog, what's there for him? It's not looking good. It's not looking good. But we can still say it's that there's a chance. It's not looking good. <laughs> I guess. Chance. I mean, it's comic books. Yep. There's a chance, but, you know, if you're... Uh, Zombie BC is three volumes that you put a tremendous. I mean, there's, you know, we're approaching a new car here easily. 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 Or a crappy house. (laughs) And people need to, where do they find it? Where do they find Zombie BC? Easiest place to get it. You know, everybody's got a phone right next to them. So I recommend Comixology. Fan. Got it. Got it. Good. I got it. $1.99 an issue. Yeah, um, six ninety seven. I pay a month. So if I pay the monthly, do I get to look at it for free? I'll send you a link if it doesn't give it to you for free. Well, I know. I I, I don't know. I give back. I I I'm not I, a slacker. I told him I'm like, hey, I'll give you guys whatever you want to do with it. You know, give it out for free. You, they Circulate. said they don't they don't do that though. Right. They promote within their own. They mm-hmm. have Comicsology products, I believe. You know, uh, comics made specifically for Comicsology. They do. They're not great. They, they could sponsor you, though. I'd ask for it. Ask again. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Hey, that's why we're here tonight, is because that thing just got promoted. Zombie BC issue three, Good, the Bad, and the Hungry, was uh, released on Comixology 
June 13th. June 13th. So volume three hit Comixology, which is an Amazon company, by the way, for those of you wondering if you can trust your dollar to this new website. It's not really new, but Amazon bought Comixology. That's who bills me every month anyway. I'm okay with that. They seem to know what they're doing in the world of business. Little company just trying to make it in this world, right? Uh, Well, there are a lot of people that like to hold the physical copy and collect, like myself. As you saw, I have several that I follow. What about about us? Well, if you're within the Twin Cities, you're in luck. Okay. Because most of the local comic book shops are supplied with all three issues. Um, if you're outside, I did try doing it on Amazon. It was a pain in the ass to ship everything. I couldn't keep up. Well, not. I probably could now, but doing like a hundred issues of sending them out. Yeah, that's tough. And uh, what about a distributor? Tried, tried Diamond. Never heard back. Um, I, if you're not on Diamond, who do you go to? Uh, aren't there two? I thought there were two different distributors now. Diamond's they don't the do one. both DC and Marvel, do they? Yeah. They do them both. Oh, yeah. Do they? Well, I don't know. Have you asked a couple of comic book shops about you know who else they go through, or do they just all go through Diamond? I, From what I know, it's all Diamond. <clears throat> now, I'm not asking you mm-hmm. uh, or questioning you why you're not going to these places. I, I assume you've been to many of them, and they slam the door, or you get no response at all, which is equally frustrating. I've Yeah, I've sent out uh, at least 10... Um, issues to publishers and never heard anything back. Never even, hey, we received it. How about, do they have comic book agents? Are there people that handle you that are agents that help get you out there? There's marketing companies that will market your material, but as far as like getting you into a publisher, I don't know if that exists. I think there are literary agents. Yes, there are literary agents. <laughs> if you're a literary, literary agent listening to the show, yep. uh, how would we get a hold of you? Help Stephen? me out. How would we get a hold of you? Website is zombiebc.net. That's a good one. Otherwise, dot com was taken. There's a zombiebc.com that's not around. That was taken. Shut up. I was happy with the dot net. That's still a good one. We're going to fucking check this out right now. It's a Canadian, uh, I want to say it's something in British Columbia. Is it still, it's still gone. It's got to be the zombie clothing line, right? I don't know. I don't. All right, so the best thing that we can do is go to ZombieBC on the website, dot .net, net, yes. net, reach out to you. Do you have Twitter or Facebook? I do have Facebook. There's ZombieBC. Just type that in on uh, Facebook, and you'll find me that way. Uh, Twitter, it's also available. I went by the name ZombieBC2013 because that was when issue one came out, and I was doing my Kickstarter campaign. Um, I should probably update the name, but... Uh, I don't really use Twitter. It's been about a year since I've had a response or any. Twitter's tough. Tweets. A lot of people talking, not many people listening. Yeah. 2,000 followers. Don't know any of them. Yeah, we tweet out new shows, and sometimes we get some, sometimes yeah. we don't. Yeah. Well, it was awesome of you to come to the show. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, would love to have you back. Definitely when issue four comes out, wrap a little bit about that. Sweet. Maybe you can continue uh, educating us on the journey of... Uh, how this all becomes a reality and update us. I hope we there's one of our listeners will uh, hopefully connect the dots for you. Anyway, uh, I was James Hamilton. And I'm Steve Vold. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast? Or you can look directly at our blog, which is 
whenlifeattackspodcast.com. Hey, Stuart. Well, what brings you guys here? We were looking for a recommendation about comic books. Oh, well, I recommend you don't open a store and sell them. <laughs> no, we were just wondering why the guys like this stuff so much, so we thought we'd give it a try. Oh, okay. What do you think you might be into? Superhero, fantasy, graphic novels, manga? I swear I will turn a hose on you. <laughs> what kind of comics do the guys like? Um, a little bit of everything. Mostly superhero stuff. All right, well, who's the best superhero? <laughs> I can't ask a question like that in here. Are you trying to start a rumble?